Hi, and welcome to Podcasting 101 with Rachel. This podcast is for busy female entrepreneurs who run their own businesses and want to start a podcast or who may already have a podcast. I want to share practical information and tips on how you can get your podcast started and managing it along the way. I'll also be interviewing other female podcast hosts to give you real insight into what it's like having your own podcast. and welcome to this week's episode. I am very happy to announce that I have the lovely Helen Calvert back on the podcast. She came on as a guest May 22, so very early in in the, the life of this podcast. And we're here to hear about how Helen has got on and, um, you know, how things have moved forward with the podcast. So hello, Helen, welcome. Hello, thank you so much for having me back, Rachel. It's really kind of you to have me back again and, you know, to give me a second go. I obviously didn't do too badly first time around. <laughs> no, it was lovely. I love chatting about your podcast. And I, as many of you know, or hopefully many of you know, I always talk about Helen's podcast and how much I love it. So, and I always recommend your podcast to everybody that um, I speak to. So, yes, I absolutely love love your podcast. So to those that might not know what Helen's podcast is called, it's the No Bullshit Guide to a Happier Life. And Helen has started this podcast. It's been over two years now, hasn't it, for for the podcast? Yeah, so I started it in May 2021. So I'm just coming up to the end of my third season. I've kind of done a season a year-ish, you know, in my head. I've had a Mm -hmm. different season each time. But yeah, it's again, we were saying before the interview started how quickly time goes. And yeah, it's flown by since the launch, I have to say. Yeah, because I, I was thinking, oh, what year was it that I started? Was it 21? It's those COVID years that make you kind of question yep. what year it was. And you're like, was it that long ago? Was it not? It's all a blur. Yeah, it is. So I'd love to catch up with you a little bit about how things have been going and what you've been up to in the interim between we last chatted. One big thing I know that happened was that your book launched last year. It did indeed, yes. So the first season of the podcast became the book, The No Bullshit Guide to a Happier Life, which I published in October 2022, which was so exciting. I think I will always remember the day when my lovely cover designer and and print coordinator, Vicky, turned up at my door with the boxes and I opened them and there was my book in my hands. It was so exciting. (laughs) And it's got this beautiful yellow cover that Vicky's designed. It stands out. It's just brilliant. So yeah, even a year on, I still look at my book. It's here beside me at the moment. I'm like, oh, it's so pretty. (laughs) So yes, that was a real, a really exciting moment to to launch the book. And and what was wonderful was you launch a book and of course, bless them, all your friends say, oh, I'll buy a copy. And you think, oh, that's really, you know, that's nice. And then they come back and they tell you that they've read it and they liked it. I'm like, my God, I wasn't expecting you all to read it. (laughs) I thought maybe you'd get a copy because you feel sorry for me. But no, actually it has. I've sold quite a few and it's, the feedback's been amazing. It has actually proven to be really popular, really well received, which is just, yeah, I couldn't ask for more really. It's so exciting. Yeah, it must be. And I have your book and I was saying to you before we hit record that I keep it on my bedside table (laughs) and I read it and I dive into it when I when I need it and and the same with your podcast as well (laughs) there are definitely a few of your earlier episodes that I go back to that are my favorite ones and the idea for the book came from season one of your podcast 
It did. It's funny, you know, Rachel, because you're not the only person who says that to me, that it's on the bedside table ready to reach for when needed. You're definitely not the only person to have said that. So yes, it very much came from the first season. It's got some extra bits added in. It's got a bit of my story. It's got a few other reflections. It's got bits that sort of tie it all together. But season one was very much the crucial elements to me of being a business owner and having a happier life. So it's got all the good business stuff, marketing, networking, productivity. Then it's got all the life stuff. So parenting, sex, relationships, it's got Um, self-worth it's got money it's got self-care so all of that good stuff is in the book as well and then last year so 2022 when the book was um, in production the second series of my podcast focused a lot more on what I call the toolkit for a happier life so I referenced that early on in the podcast and I talked about how we all need a toolkit and in that toolkit is all the different things we can pick out on any given day that might help us to feel better or feel healthier or feel happier. I'm not a big fan of consistent habits. We can sort of dig into that a bit more if you want, but I don't really believe there's one thing that solves everybody's problems. Like if you just meditate every day or do yoga every day, I think they're brilliant tools, but there's a time and a place for each one. So in the second season, I took a load of different tools that either I know work for me or other people had said work for them. And I kind of did a bit of a dive into each one and reported back and how it works. And are there any bullshit elements, you know, maybe how it doesn't work. Um, And we looked at just all the different tools that are available, because I think when people are feeling stressed or overwhelmed or a bit low it's easy to forget what there is that can help Um, and everyone kind of thinks oh yeah I'm supposed to exercise it's like well yeah but that's just one tool out of many that are out there for us so I really enjoyed doing that as well and then this year series three has been all about our relationship with ourselves which again is a whole other huge topic that I've had a wonderful time diving into that's been really interesting Yeah, I I love talking about the second series, about when you talk about the consistency, doesn't necessarily mean it's every day, like, you know, if you meditate every day, you're going to be okay. You don't always need those tools either, do you? There are days where you feel better and you feel like you don't need to dive into your toolkit today. Absolutely. Um, And as women, we're not consistent, we're cyclical. So I... I don't know if this is true. I've heard, well, this is one of these anecdotal things that I've heard, but I have heard tell that men actually have a 24-hour hormonal cycle, which would make sense because that is why they can be consistent because every day is the same. Whereas Mm -hmm. regardless of whether that's true or not, women definitely don't have that. We have a monthly hormonal cycle. So Mm -hmm. trying to be consistent is just, it's setting us up for failure. And the amount of times somebody says to me, oh, yeah, I started doing Pilates, but then, oh, then I kind of got out of it. And now, oh, you know, I feel bad about it now. I don't really want to think about it because I failed. I stopped doing it. And I'm like, I assume what happened was you started in your up phase, your inner spring, if you like, of your menstrual cycle. And then you stopped in your premenstrual phase when we don't want to do anything except eat chocolate. And that's like totally normal. So just start it again when you're in the mood. (laughs) that's how that's how we work it's really important to just go with how we work (laughs) yeah and I think that we're well I know myself Mm. big on that and I know this is one of your you know phrase of be 
kind, excessively kind to yourself. Yes. That is one area that we are not, that we tend to not be kind to ourselves yeah. about starting these things that are supposed to help us with self-care. Yeah. And then it turns into something that's not self-care at all, that we've just Absolutely. made it about something that we've failed at yes Um, we make it into a rule like if I I, I yes try this and I'm not going to do it because it will make me feel better I'm going to do it because I should do it every day like I'm going to do Mm. this 30 days of yoga it's like well why don't you just do some yoga and then tomorrow do something else yeah I find yeah I still find myself falling into that like Mm. I wanted to do stretching every day and I wanted to do walking every day and I was like well it's just not possible every day because actually things change things happen my schedule's different like I can't get out at the same time like every day or the same time every week even and yeah but then you get beat yourself up about it but that's I, I love that the different things that you explored during that series and the different things that you tried out to see whether or not you felt it worked for you or whether yeah. there was a bullshit element to it as well. Was the one on like flotation tanks? I remember yes, listening to that, that one. Yeah. Now, that, that's a really good example of what we're talking about because I happen to enjoy a flotation tank. I don't do it a lot, but I, I have done mm-hmm. it and I do enjoy it. Now, as with all of these tools, but particularly with something like flotation, where it has a lot of different elements to it that you might or might not like, it's not going to be for everyone. And yet the amount of people who felt the need to explain to me why they couldn't do floating. And I'm like, it's, it's fine. It wasn't me telling you you had to. It was me saying you could do this it. Is, it yeah, this is you one of the options. It. <laughs> it's not a rule, but we, we seem to be, consi- we, not consistently, but we seem to be always looking for rules to follow. It's like, tell me what the Mm. rules are, and then I'll just follow those rules. And my only rule, as you say, is to be excessively kind to ourselves. So I find myself thinking some days I'm achy, I've got a headache. So I'm like, I definitely need to stretch. I realize I need to do some stretching. I don't have to. It doesn't matter if I don't, but it will make me feel better if I do. If I'm feeling overwhelmed and my head is absolutely full, and you know, those days where it's just like a clown car inside your brain and it's all going crazy then what I actually need to do is sit down with a colouring book and do some colouring. Or it could be that I need some fresh air, or it could be that I need a bit more of a break, or it could be that I need to see a friend. I did that on Sunday. I was a little bit in my head about things like we get. And I suddenly had this revelation, Rachel, that I could reach out to another human being. Imagine that. (laughs) I had a coffee with a friend (laughs) and I felt so much better. So it's not always, oh, I must go to the gym. That's not always the tool that we need to reach for. Yeah, and I think it is it is important to remember that. And yeah. especially, like you say, as business owners as well, we often feel like, especially solo business owners or with small businesses, you know, a lot of the time you're doing it on your own or with a yes. very small team. And there's a lot of, and, you know, with life, family life, whether you've got kids or not, there's a lot of pressure there. Yeah. And it's easy not to take care of yourself and forget about some of the simple things that we could do that could actually just, make us feel a bit better and be able to deal with the day yeah um, absolutely and if we think, <laughs> yeah this is it and if we think of them as just tools that we can pick up and put down then there's no pressure so if I think to myself do you know what I bet if I went for a run I mean I'd never think let's go for a run because I personally am not a runner <laughs> but if I thought I bet I'd feel better if I went for a run I'd just go for a run. I wouldn't think to myself, oh, I should do this every day or am I faster than I was last time? It's like, just go for a run. If it feels like it'll make you feel better, do that and then do something different. And there's no 
kind of pressure to have a hobby or be progressing or reach a certain target unless you want to. But let's focus on what just makes us feel good to begin with. Yeah, I think some of those things can get completely lost, you know, depending on things that you might have done in the past a long time ago. So, you know, doing exercise and things like that is something that I've gone through different swathes of wanting to do different things. And now I'm just like, I just want to do something that makes me feel better. And that's the attitude that I'm trying to have in, in those situations to make, to just with feeling pressure of business life and you know all of those family life I just want to do something that makes me feel better and that's where I want to start so I think yeah the the series there is really great for helping you thank you you. look at explore those different types of things you can do so then moving on to the third series so how did you how did you kind of think of the themes for these did you have these kind of planned out beforehand or was it like a natural flow of yeah, kind of progression between the natural series? progression? I think after the first mm-hmm. season, because I talked about the tools in our toolkit and I work as a life coach. So I was de- dealing with a lot of clients who I think one of the things that came up was people didn't know what their needs were or didn't know what would make them feel good or didn't really know what they enjoyed because I work with a lot of midlife women who especially if you've had children you tend to have lost yourself a little bit and you say well what do you like doing and they're like I can't remember so I thought a deep dive into a lot of these tools would be helpful it's like a little tick list reminder of this is what we could do to enjoy life or feel better or get healthy or whatever and then for this current season season three by the time I came to be planning this one out the work I'd done with my clients, it was so apparent that the absolute silver bullet for everything is the relationship we have with ourselves. There's nothing more important or more fundamental to our healing, our happiness, our success. So that just became an obvious choice for what I wanted to dive into. And it's been really interesting because I've kind of done it with my audience so some of it was things that I'd thought about a lot and other things were like well let's do this together and have a little think about what this means and dive into it a bit but it's been so to be honest I think season three is almost like a little self-directed coaching course at this point because it takes you all the way through sort of meeting yourself who are you what do you value what are your boundaries allowing ourselves allowing our emotions kind of seeing ourselves just all kinds of different areas of who we are and then it gradually brings us towards sort of more nitty-gritty if you like like body image a bit about our mental health bit about our money mindset blocks and then for the business owners amongst us a little bit about promoting ourselves so it's just everything to do with how we see ourselves and how we look after ourselves because I really don't think there's anything more important. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Those are, I was having a little quick look through um, the, you know, the topics that you've been doing. And yeah, it's really interesting what you're talking about. And I do love how the whole seasons have flowed from where you're going to. And of course, when you were talking about, you know, you're taking, you know, a guide from your audience and and the people that you're helping, which are the people that are listening to your podcasts. You know, it's, women it's like a lovely us. kind of clickle thing because people who listen to my podcast become my clients and as I work with them they give me ideas for podcasts so it kind of goes <laughs> round and round which is lovely <laughs> certainly this season we've had a look at healthy and unhealthy relationships because that's something I talk about with my clients a lot and I know some of my audience I think one audience member said that 
she'd found, I think she used the word triggering. I'm almost certain she did. She said she'd found one episode a bit triggering, you know, like a bit confronting, but it was exactly what she needed to listen to that day. So I said, well, I feel like my work here is done really, because I don't want it to be such a fluffy, easy listen that it doesn't make you think at all. But equally, I don't want to be, you know, upsetting anyone. But she said, no, no, it was just what I wanted to hear. I just need to kind of take a minute and think it through. So it's like, yeah, that's that's what I'm here for, I think. That's great direction then from people who are listening, because you're creating episodes and talking about topics that are relevant to to what they want to hear about not necessarily the easy thing and like when you talk about saying you know it sounds simple but it's not necessarily easy to to do yeah you you think oh yeah I've just got to do that have I yeah (laughs) figure out what my values are and live according to them oh that's a piece of cake yeah yeah it's simple to say I'll just write them down yeah exactly Yeah. yeah yeah I love that and talking of kind of your community and your mm. listeners, how have you found, has there been a lot of growth in your in your podcast and your community in the last year? And I, I know you have a Facebook group that goes alongside the podcast so people can come in and talk to you or each other about the different topics that have come up. Yeah. So how have you kind of found that over the last kind of 12 months? It's been really interesting, actually, Rachel, because I do have a Facebook group, the Happier Life Facebook group, and anyone's welcome to join. And it's it's got, you know, a few hundred members and it's actually a really engaged group. So in terms of participation in the group, it's brilliant. And I do get a lot of good feedback in there. But it's a drop in the ocean compared to the download numbers I've got. I've actually got really healthy. I'm surprised by my download numbers. But I think that's really interesting because in my show notes, it mentions the Facebook group. When I send out my emails promoting my episodes, that mentions the Facebook group. And I also talk about how you can leave feedback and different things like that. But I think like I listen to podcasts myself and hardly ever read the show notes. I probably am not on a mailing list for the host. So I think a lot of people listen and never really become part of a community, which mm-hmm. on the one hand, it's lovely that they're out there. But on the other hand, it's like, come and come and talk to me. <laughs> I want to hear more <laughs> from you. So I think I'd, I suspect a lot of podcast hosts would probably say this. It's converting those listener numbers to an engaged community. And I don't have to, you know, my listeners are very welcome to just listen and carry on with their lives. They don't have to engage with me in any other way, but I'm curious. I want to know a bit more about them. <laughs> I'm fascinated to know who's who's listening. One thing that did make a, a difference was actually a fortuitous bit of free advertising. I think I'd seen someone post somewhere like they do that somebody was looking for books to review for Psychology's magazine. So I submitted mine. And and nothing came of that. They obviously had, you know, plenty of books to choose from. But the woman came back to me and I think I'd mentioned my podcast and she said, oh, but I'll I'll pop your podcast in the magazine. So she just literally on their podcast review page, put a tiny little thing directing people to my podcast. But my listener numbers jumped and it really showed me that, you know, a recommendation in a trusted publication obviously made a big difference and people reading Psychology's magazine they're interested in personal growth they're interested in how people work so it was ideal and so yeah that was very interesting but I think there is definitely a discrepancy now between my what I think of as my community and the actual number of listeners whereas at the start the two were one and the same for sure yeah yeah that's interesting I think you're right if I think about the podcast that I listen to I'm some of them I am part of the community, but some of them 
I'm not. Yeah. So I guess it depends on the reason that you're listening to that podcast, I guess. So, you know, like yours is about as well. So something like, you know, different style of podcasts, maybe there wouldn't be the want. I I suppose there's always a want for community because it's always nice to find your people around, you know, the subject that you're talking about. But I suppose it depends on how many of those people, I don't know, some people just like listening and if working. I think about my own behaviors if I like <laughs> mm. the someone that I'm listening to or if I'm watching a tv show that I enjoy or anything like that I'm more likely to look them up on Instagram and follow them mm. there and I do yeah. every now and again get you know Instagram followers that I've no earthly idea where they've come from maybe that's where they come from maybe they're listeners yeah, who then true, find yeah. me on Insta rather than wanting to find mm-hmm. me any other way yeah. I do wonder though for people who are not you know not really into podcasts have never had one have never produced one I do often wonder whether people even know what we mean when we talk about show notes. It's only because yeah. I used to listen to Tim Ferriss and he used to talk about his show notes all the time and how there was all this other information there that I figured out how to find them on Spotify. Before then, I had no idea that there were such things as show notes. So maybe a lot of listeners just have no idea they can find other information on the episode. Yeah. I mean, I know that a lot of the bigger podcasts, so some of the, like one of the ones I listen to, Go Love Yourself on yeah. Spotify. They only have a very small description and then mm-hmm. they don't actually have any show notes or description, oh, okay. really. Um, I myself use my put my full kind of show notes yeah, I do. as my description. Um, somebody in my podcast community was talking about how he has a shorter description, mm-hmm. but then links to full show notes in that. So oh, he would okay. put That's a link and say, see the full show notes here. Yeah. So I guess it depends on how much information you're planning on putting in your show notes. Um, yeah. I mean, this yeah. year I've started taking a little bit of sponsorship for my episodes, which is really exciting. So, of course, I want to make sure that my sponsors get noticed and I talk about them at the start of the episode. But I also put those into the show notes to make sure people can find those the sponsors there. So that's another use for it. The other thing that people understandably get confused about is how to leave a review, because, of course, you can leave a review on Apple, can't leave a review on Spotify, but you can leave a five star or maybe you can leave a comment, but you can't. Leave, it's really complicated what, where and uh, how you, know, you can review. I Absolutely. I was going to ask you about that because this <laughs> came up the other week as well. So one thing that somebody did say to me, do you how do who do you use to host your podcast? I have a producer, the lovely Lisa, so I would have to direct you to her to answer that question because the answer is Rachel, I have no bloody idea. (laughs) I send my stuff to her and she does something magic and it appears on the internet. Brilliant. So so I don't know if you heard of, well, Spotify have, they used to call it Anchor, but it's Spotify for podcasters. So like I use Captivate to host this podcast, but when you distribute it, which is what your um, producer would do, you link it all up to the different platforms and it appears there. But a tip that somebody gave me, so in Spotify, Mm -hmm. if you have a Spotify for podcasters account and not just link it through your hosting platform, because they provide like a link to Spotify, you can put, you can add polls and you can ask people to leave people can leave a comment on the episode now so what I did the other day was I literally just went to create an account with them and added my RSS feed and it pulled all the information in and then it should now with if somebody listened to my podcast on Spotify it should come up with the comment box oh amazing Um, so even if you're not hosting it on there fully yeah 
it comes up with that. So you can ask a poll question or you can ask a standard question, I yes. think, like, you know, what did you think of this episode? Yeah. Or you can put a specific question oh, in there if you idea. wanted to. I'm glad they've pulled that through because yeah, I also and- have the episodes on my website and they they go onto my website in the same way that you would put up a blog post. So there's the option to comment on each of those if people find the episode they like on my website. But yeah, it isn't always clear to people how they can leave feedback. And of course, as podcasters, we want feedback. We love feedback. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. I really struggle to to get reviews. I I direct people to Podchaser. Mm -hmm. So I claimed my podcast on Podchaser and you can go on there and rate and review other podcasts you've listened to. Okay. So I actually, I think I have two there now. One lady I was talking to, we said, right, we were listening to each other's podcast and I said, we're going to go ahead and leave a review so I always try to because I know that I would like people to leave reviews on my podcast so and when I do listen to episodes I I do I think I need to write a review but I tend to listen in Google app and my phone and that's awful you can't leave anything in Google in the Google I don't I can't actually figure it out no so I'm just like and I don't have Apple so I can't just leave yeah so I can't just leave a review I always do the follow and do if I've listened to it in Spotify but I often don't listen in Spotify but I've I mean a bit of industry news someone sent me the other week I think Google Podcast is going it's uh, being absorbed into YouTube so that won't be available much longer so I guess I would have to change my app so perhaps with Spotify adding that feature I know in Podbean I listened to someone's podcast in there and they had some kind of feature but I found the whole website quite busy. Like it wasn't, yeah. I didn't There's find so it very user friendly. As well now mm. for listening to the, but that's why we say, isn't it? Listen wherever you get your podcast. Cause there's so yeah. many places people <laughs> can get their podcasts. Yeah. I, m- I must say, I don't know what the review is like on, you mm. know, the Stitcher and Deezer and stuff. I, I guess I should probably have a look and see whether there's any functionality within that. Yeah. But you would think it would make it easy. They would, the apps would make it easier for you to listen because yeah. court, you want to keep people on your platform. And if people can leave reviews, surely that would help drive um, podcast listens as well because people are going so. to be coming back and listen to that. Yeah. yeah. So if you're listening, anyone from sp- anywhere else other than Spotify, <laughs> make it easier. <laughs> that's just the that's just the insider confusion of hosts yeah. not knowing how things work. So goodness knows how listeners are supposed to know how things work. Yeah, absolutely. But I think leaving, like I say, I leave a link to Podchaser. Yeah, but you couldn't. It, it makes it very difficult. Well, if you're on Spotify, do this. If you're on yes. so do this. It, it makes it very convoluted, and it does. Ideally, you only want to leave a single call to action or a single thing for somebody to do. Absolutely. Because otherwise it's like, mm, no, there's too much here to do. And I would find that as well if you go, oh, no, I only want to do one thing. Yeah. I don't, you know, <laughs> we haven't got time to do, to do more than I one d- thing. No, yeah, exactly. That's it. You've only just had a chance to listen to the episode. Now I've <laughs> yeah. got to do all of this. <laughs> so, yeah, reviews is one thing I, I, I'd thought about as well. So how do you feel with your podcast and your business do you mm-hmm. feel that they are well they still they still sound like they're very aligned with what you're yeah. doing as a business like how do you feel that the podcast supports your business yeah it all it all fits together quite nicely actually Rachel and I've I've seen how it works as I've gone along what does happen sometimes people listen to the podcast and then they inquire and they want to become a client which is obviously fantastic um, what also happens, though, is that 
it can be a really good kind of taster for people. So I'll often get people say, oh, my friend so-and-so, you know, she she should coach with you. And you always think, does poor so-and-so realize they should coach with me? Or is this just your opinion? But, you know, fair enough. But I always say, well, get her to listen to the podcast because that gives people a really good indication of who I am, my style. You know, if you like my style in the podcast, that's what you get when you coach with me. So equally, if you don't like it, people can kind of self-select away and I never have to hear about it. But it's like, right, I had a listen. Nope, can't stand her. Or, oh, my goodness, absolutely love her. And then that kind of helps people to understand if they would want to work with me or not. So for that, I think it's been brilliant. Um, And then the book obviously, you know, goes alongside that, complements that very nicely. I've had a fair few speaking opportunities over the last 12 months. And I've definitely found that that is when I sell the most books because people will hear me speak and then, oh, okay, really like your style, definitely interested in the book. And I've got some bookmarks with links to like a QR code on for the podcast as well. So again, that brings in listeners because they've enjoyed hearing me speak. So they want to hear a bit more of what I'm doing. So it does, it all kind of pulls together really nicely. And it was all pulling together so nicely, Rachel, that I decided to do something else because why would we ever want to be bored or not have enough to do? So I decided that in April 2024, I'm bringing the podcast to a live event and I'm doing the Happier Life Live two-day event in Manchester in April, as I say, because clearly oh I was bored. Oh my gosh. And decided I needed more <laughs> things to do. But I'm hugely excited about it. And what's lovely about that, just going back to what we were saying about community, because my Facebook group, my community have been with me since the start of the podcast. When I started talking about doing an event, they got it immediately. You know, sometimes you're like, I've got this brilliant idea, but no one seems to understand. But no, this time around, everyone totally got it straight away. And it's been really exciting because people have been very enthusiastic and keen to sort of see it all brought to life and have other speakers but on the same sort of topics I talk about so yeah so that's happening next year apparently (laughs) (laughs) wow that sounds fabulous so a live are you going to record an episode at the live event no it's it's important you're just going to do the yeah it's kind of linked to the podcast in the sense that if you love the podcast you'll love the event and the event is for and about my podcast listeners completely but no, we won't be recording at the event. I'll be speaking. I've got a lineup of other amazing speakers. And much like, well, exactly like the podcast, it's not a business event, but most of the people there will be female business owners because that's my audience. So there'll be a lot of talk as if people are self-employed, for instance, even though employed people are more than welcome. There'll be a lot of talk as if everyone is, you know, female, although every gender is welcome, you know, but it's just that happens to be my audience. But I think it's going to be really, it's going to be really good. We're going to have a lot of people there talking about the different tools that we were talking about earlier, the different tools for well-being and happiness and just all the things I talk about, kind of my my core values of freedom, passion, joy, adventure, owning our own story, all that good stuff. Of course, excessive kindness. So I'm very, very excited. Oh, that does sound exciting. Well, if if you would like to leave any if, is there any links, any more information? Yeah. I can pop those in the show notes oh, or the description. <laughs> yes. Well, it, yeah. Some of those, it's actually, I don't, I don't want to sound too cocky because these things never, never sell out straight away, but it's selling quite quickly. So oh, I'm kind that's... of, 
quietly confident but yes I will definitely wow, give you the link to where, to where people can get tickets yeah where is the event just out of interest so you said Manchester but what kind of venue is it at? yeah so it's in Greater Manchester so it's actually in Sale where I live which is part of Greater Manchester and this is one of the reasons this event seems to have come together because my network now I seem to know everyone who has anything useful to offer for such a thing because one of my friends is hugely connected to the Trafford Metrovics rugby club so as soon as I mentioned this she said oh come and see the rugby club it would be perfect and I went down there and it is perfect it's got it's got what people actually want at these events because we've all been to a lot of these events and sometimes they can be you know in gorgeous hotel type venues in the center of town but there's no parking or there's no outside space or you know it's not ideal whereas this it's a lovely venue inside but then outside it's obviously got the rugby pitches it's right by the river lots of parking nice loos Rachel which apparently people told me was very important it's got to be nice loos so I checked the loos the loos are acceptable so it's got all these Dick. things that people Dick. actually care about you know but it's yeah. a lovely venue really really friendly team they're taking very good care of me so I know we're going to make it into something really special Oh, fantastic. Well, best of luck with all the planning and everything to do the event. I'll have to take a look about when it is myself yeah, to see whether or not I can win. make yeah, <laughs> to, to make the trip up to to Manchester. I've not been able to make any of the events that you do. And also Caroline Boardman, who is how oh, I met you wife. originally. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through like the organized entrepreneurs club yeah. Caroline Boardman is my accountant and that's I know that you guys also do some events which is all together which yeah, is a, a lovely a community lot I mean I, I joke but she really is my business wife she's my accountant <laughs> as well I'm her coach or one of her coaches and we run the organized entrepreneurs club together and that is a network of our clients, our team, our suppliers, so genuinely our network. There's no one in there that doesn't actually work with us or we work with them in some capacity. And that's, I mean, that's another community that's just been absolutely fantastic. And we have done events. We've done some down south. We do a lot up north where we live. We try and kind of reach out as much as we can, but there's only two of us. But we absolutely love yeah. it because it's <laughs> such a supportive community. So, yeah, watch this space for different OEC things coming up next year as well. We yeah. have plans. We always have plans, Caroline and me. <laughs> Well, it's lovely. And I always, I was I was actually, I emailed her the other day, actually, because I was recommending someone. And um, I met uh, a lady called Jenny, who was um, also Caroline's. Well, not, she introduced me to a different networking group. So we're part of a, the WIBN now. I found a group of ladies there as well. So it was really mm. nice to kind of like have a bit of a full circle. Yeah. About, um, you know, meeting different people and, you know, recommending. Because Caroline was recommended to me by a fellow VA that I knew as well. So it's, uh, yeah, it's all really lovely. And it's it's nice to be part of that. I just love how Caroline worked and got me involved when I when I signed up with her and obviously no, she's, discovered you as well. <laughs> no, she's fantastic. She really has created something brilliant for again, not just for female entrepreneurs, but that is a lot of her client base and she just takes such good care of us, doesn't she? So thank goodness. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I know everything is sorted. That's it. I have full confidence <laughs> in <Yeah>. Caroline. <laughs> it's brilliant. Well, thank you so much for coming on and no sharing all about your journey in the past 12, 18 months. Thanks. Just wanted to ask one last thing. What's your biggest learn from your podcast kind of as a whole or in the last 12 months? Yeah, that's, that's, not too- <laughs> that's a good one. And 
<laughs> it's something that some people don't have to learn. But with my kind of brain, I have had to learn to reach out and talk to other people, which is not news to many people. But to me, it is. What I mean by that is that I am the kind of person who will plan everything out in my own head, which is what I did with the first series of the podcast. I had it all planned out what I was going to do. And it went brilliantly. You know, it's great. But I've realized that there is so much power in reaching out to your audience, asking them what they want, asking them what they would enjoy, especially with this event. It's been very collaborative and listening and thinking about, you know, other people's views. And like I say, with this venue, you know, when I actually asked what do people want in a venue, it wasn't what I thought it would be. So I've reached out to talk about what season four of the podcast is going to be about and again some of it's like oh yeah that's what I thought and other things oh yeah wouldn't have thought of that so I have definitely learned to trust in my audience as much as they trust in me which I think is a really important learning because yeah we're all just stronger if we work together aren't we absolutely I do that's a great a great a great learn yeah. reaching out sometimes it is easy to forget to yeah. <laughs> to speak to people you become you know insular in your planning especially um, if we're working I, at home alone yeah, yeah I I often find myself doing this and um, I found that within my business as well and you think oh why can't I why is no why am I not getting any engagement oh because I'm not talking to anybody yes. I'm not <laughs> gone out and actually had lovely conversations with people because I'm not talking to them yeah so I, I remember that last year I did that a lot and yeah. this year I've really pushed myself to and I've really enjoyed it I have really enjoyed it. I do find it quite draining sometimes like I did a conference a few weeks ago which was such a fantastic day but after talking to lots of different people and it was I had an expert pod and I was so over the moon that I was booked out I was so pleased I was so very worried I no one would book in with me oh. and I was very scared <laughs> you know it's one of those feelings like well what if no one comes yeah but, so that was such a lovely surprise it was wonderful but yeah I was I was very drained the next day but I did feel a real big sense of achievement I thought actually I've built up this year to go and speak to people and there was lots of women there who were just like us yeah. and they wanted to start their podcast and they just didn't know where to start and that is you know, that's what I want to help with getting, Absolutely. you know. And so I think you right there, Rachel. We have to block out time after things like that to recover. Yeah. It's so important. You can't just push on through after something as draining as that. You need a bit of time to rest and recuperate, even if it's been brilliant, or maybe especially if yeah. it's been brilliant, because that's just as exhausting as if it doesn't go well. So. Yeah, because you're, you're kind of on a high and you're like, yeah, oh, because exactly. I remember I got back and I was like, oh, this is, oh, I feel so great. <laughs> it's such a great day. But yeah, I was like, oh, no, I need to, I need to wind down yeah. and uh, <laughs> chill out after that. But yeah. <laughs> so get out there and talk to people. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Top tip. <laughs> Top tip. Yeah. Brilliant. Well, thanks again, Helen. It's been lovely chatting to you. Maybe we look at each other in another year's time and see Definitely. where you are then and see how your event's gone on. That'd be fantastic. Oh, thank you so much for having me, Rachel. This has been a really lovely okay. up. take care Helen and you bye-bye thanks for listening to the show if you'd like to connect with me or get in touch then head on over to my website if you like the episode then I'd love it if you could leave me a review in your chosen podcast app your feedback is much appreciated see you next time